Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about (laughs) Mary Bolling, how are you, lovey? Kate McMahon! All the better for hearing your voice. Uh, How is life at home (laughs) slash mum school? I am just wondering how many times in the last week and a half I have failed mum school after watching this episode. How many times do you reckon you've failed in the past? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's so funny. I loved this episode when it first came out, but I think at this point of lockdown, the character arc I'm feeling the most is bingo, just being a pickle, (laughs) not wanting to do anything and always being hungry. Like, that is just me right there. (laughs) Hey, come here. Oh, bingo. Good girl for having your bath. Yeah, but she hasn't cleaned her teeth. (laughs) Come here. So, yeah, absolutely failing mum school, winning at being a bratty toddler, I think. Hey, as long as there's snacks involved, I think everyone's a winner, Mare. Um, True, true. And um, that phrase has definitely come in handy uh, for our house. Every time I'm getting frustrated with kids, I'm just like, why are you being such a pickle? Oh, Um, yeah. Rather than yelling different expletives at them. So... Uh, definitely slightly winning with um, choice of language that has yeah. been brought to me yeah. through Thank this you, episode. Panda, for that one. Um, and you can see why he got the full marks from Chile. Yeah. And it also kind of encourages a bit of self-reflection too. Like I've noticed that Will has started answering me back. Why are you being such a pickle? I just don't want to go to the toilet, Mum. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Great, great. Yeah, we didn't think lockdown was hard enough, so we started trying to toilet train Will. And oh my god, man, I just, I just constantly questioning my abilities as a parent at the moment. And I just, um, yeah, I think lockdown for everyone has been um, a journey, and I am somewhere between a play school presenter and just fetal position. I'm, there's, there's no in between. It, it's just extremes at the moment from one minute to the next. <laughs> oh, hon, I think everyone can, well, everyone in Melbourne at the moment, anyone who's who's homeschooling at the moment, I reckon can probably feel that. It's a school where you learn to be a mum. This is Kiwi, Wind Gus, Lightning Bolt, Dronigan, and that's Belle. They're my children. I gave birth to them all. Oh, my goodness. This episode, obviously, it's not about lockdown. Mum school no. refers to what Bluey's learning about um, how to mum her uh, crazy little brood of balloons. But I think um, lockdown has definitely intensified parenting for a lot of us, but it's also intensified school and I think made parents a lot more aware of what's going on at school. Mm -hmm. And this episode, um, to me, is really about teaching practice as much as parenting practice and I'm really interested in some of the kind of things it throws up. Oh, I'm loving this tangent. Let's go there. Yeah, so it's like Bluey has this challenge of trying to parent but Chili takes on the role of being, I don't know if she doesn't really put herself forward as teacher but she's there with the clipboard and she's obviously there's some kind of assessment going on. But, yeah, she, she's um, like that exam person that's walking around and, you know, making the notes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's um, at work actually um, 
because I work for university, there's been a lot of our um, academics researching around the kind of switch to homeschooling and um, how teachers are delivering remote learning or that kind of thing. I came yeah. across a phrase um, about the the changes in teaching over the past few decades and it's quite it, it was catchy to me that they've tried to shift from the sage on the stage to the guide on the side um, yeah. no surprises to anyone that uh, Chili and Bandit are definitely guide on the side type teachers but what Chili's doing is really you know she doesn't actually give an instruction this whole mum school session but it's very much action-based learning she's just letting Bluey reflect on what's working and what's not um, and sort of yeah the assessment might be happening but that's very much in the background to Bluey's own journey and um, it's a long time since I've been in a classroom I've got to admit so I don't know whether sage on the stage still happens or whether everything is just action-based learning now but you can really see it playing out um, effectively here. And I think that's probably some background commentary on teaching styles and, and what's worked um, from Joe Brum's perspective as well. Yeah, because, I mean, it's been incredibly obvious through all the Bluey episodes how um, – there's an emphasis on play-based learning uh, and, you know, uh, Steiner schools have never looked better really than, <laughs> than in Calypso's um, classroom. Absolutely. And I guess this presents sort of interesting questions about how can you promote play-based learning when you're also trying to juggle all these other hats and, yeah, maybe the, that guide on the side. I haven't heard that phrase before, but I really like it, that guide on the side and how can you be that sort of gentle person pushing your kids sort of towards their own goals rather than, I don't know, sort of that um, very patriarchal top-down style of learning where, you know, the teacher is this omnipresent force at the front of the classroom writing on the board and you're just expected to follow yeah, their I lead. Think you've probably been in a classroom more recently than me, Kate. Like, do, do classrooms even have blackboards at the front anymore? Like, you, you kind of hear about the the super forward thinking ones where it's all like a circle and everyone just kind of, you know, wanders around. <laughs> So, my two education experiences currently are um, my own. So, doing a master's at uni and it is very much sage on the stage rather Mm -hmm. than, um, you know, it depends on the lecturer but, you know, the sort of like you basically get given information by the lecturer, you break into groups and discuss things. We might have activities but essentially Uh this lecturer sort of, pointing the direction and then um we've been really exposed to um my daughter's education um olivia um who goes to a specialist school here in melbourne and look uh i guess until lockdown i never really appreciated like i I always appreciated the the teachers and how hard they worked because you know it's really difficult even just having olivia on her own let alone a class of um her and six other kids um but to see like because I'm sitting next to Olivia now while she gets um at least one lesson a day through the computer screen and to see the level of energy planning um 
intensity and love that comes through from these teachers. It's just mind blowing. Um, on Fridays, there's a whole school disco via Zoom and there's 20 teachers that tune in. They're all at home, but they all dress up. They oh, all have wow. like their animals. They have stuffed toys. Even the principals usually on there with a feather boa or stuffed animal. <laughs> and they, one of the teachers puts on like a DJ mix. And you know, some days you might get twenty kids tuning in, and other days you might have ten. But everyone just goes nuts and dances on Zoom in their lounge rooms for like an hour. It's two till three on a Friday. And it is honestly the most uplifting, joyful human experience I think I've ever seen just to see all these teachers giving it everything, dancing nonstop for an hour just to see how happy it's making other kids. Like it's just, yeah, I get emotional even just thinking about it. Yeah, Yeah, because... I mean, no one would ever teach in a special school unless you really did have an affinity for, um, you know, working with children with the special with special needs because it's hard and um, yeah. the rewards can be slow. But just to see that love up front, you just kind of – it's given me a whole new respect for teachers. And I say this is the daughter of two teachers, um, you know, I think – yeah, teachers are amazing and the way that they've adapted is incredible. Yeah, we could all learn a bit of that from mum's school, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm running the bath. No, not yet. You're the lady who gives me a score for being a good mum. Oh, you don't need someone keeping score of your mothering. Oh, not again. I'll get you down. Ooh. Ooh, sorry, kids. On second thoughts. I read something recently and it was like, if you want a kid to learn something, show them and don't say anything. And if you're showing them, they have to watch what you're doing without, if you're not talking, and then they're going to want to try it themselves. And I was skeptical, but it actually does work. So, okay. Because to be honest, Mayor, I do fall into a bit of that um, stage on the stage. Uh, Yeah, look, um, I said I related to bingo in this episode, but um, I think the time I most feel bluey and her efforts to mother these balloons is when she picks up the whacking stick. Like, (laughs) not literally, but it has definitely occurred to me that, yeah, just kind of rounding up um, the kids (laughs) wouldn't, you know, one of those would not go astray. Like, you know. It's only a roll of wrapping paper. Like, it couldn't do that much damage. Um, even the balloons <laughs> seem to survive it. Why can't you kids just walk in a straight line? They don't know how. You have to show them. I'm just going to show you something, kids. <laughs> Let's talk about Greenie because Greenie, for me, when I watched this episode for the first time, um, I think I just finished reading Jocelyn Morehouse's book, um, Unconditional Love. And if you're not familiar with Jocelyn Morehouse, she is, uh, the director behind, um, The Dressmaker with Kate Winslet. Uh-huh. Um, she's an Aussie film powerhouse. She's done loads of great stuff. She's married to PJ Harvey, who, um, is, has written many Hollywood films I and think done it's lots PJ of work. Someone else. Oh, PJ, PJ Harvey is oh sorry. But yes, no, you are right. <laughs> Who you mean? Sorry, you can P- tell uh, how PJ, tired I am. PJ, PJ let's look um, him up. 
PJ Muriel's wedding, I think. PJ Muriel's name. wedding. <laughs> Let's find his proper name. It is PJ, PJ Hogan. Hogan. Oh, so many PJs. Yes, that one. Hogan is not Harvey at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so my brain's gone in lockdown. It seems. Um, uh, who hasn't? Oh no. Um, so yeah. Anyway, she's married to PJ Hogan, who was involved with like um, my best friend's wedding and Muriel's wedding and um, lots of other sweet um, uh, Romy Commy fun things. Um, yes, and um, she was writing about how there came a stage where she realised two of her children um, had neurodiverse. Um, issues and uh, she had to make a choice to love and parent the children she had, not the ones she fantasized about basically. And Uh that was so powerful. And I think because mum school came out around the same time that I'd been reading her work, it really resonated. Like so greeny for me, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it's the kid who doesn't quite get it. It's the kid who's a bit awkward and you're kind of just like, where did you even come from and how do I parent you? <laughs> yeah. and, Especially when and, you've got a whole bath of well-behaved balloons just sitting exactly. there. Like, yeah. And they're all doing the right out. thing. Like, yeah. And then that lesson, I guess, of trying to like, how do you how do you adapt your style, I guess, to effectively parent the children that you actually have, not the ones that you dreamed that you'd have. So yeah, uh, I was feeling this one, I think, because I've got my own neurodiverse and disabled child, Um, but. Yeah, it, it's interesting to watch how they handled that, you know, um, and how Bluey handles that as well. Because let's face it, in the beginning, it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit eyebrow raising. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Greeny. You're old enough to walk by yourself. Greeny finds walking a little tricky. Oh nonsense! He's got two legs. <laughs> this way. <laughs> no, no, stay down. <laughs> I don't understand. Why you keep running off? I don't think he can help it. Yeah, the fact that Bluey can identify, you know, I'm trying to, like, she very much starts just trying to treat all her children equally. But, yeah, it's it's not working for her and um, it's obviously not working for Greeny either. So the fact that she kind of adapts how she's going to work with Greeny and that that moment kind of happens immediately after Chili marks Bandit for kind of adapting his approach to Bingo who's obviously just at that peak you know menace toddler stage of the night where you can't get her to do anything and decides mm-hmm. that instead of just going off at her there's you try and find a fix and like Bluey obviously is just watching that play and immediately applying it to her approach too. Mm. Hi, sweetheart. I think there's a reason you keep floating off, isn't there? Hmm, what could it be? Maybe you just like exploring. Oh, that's nice, Creamy. Well, you're not old enough to go exploring too far yet. So... This is a special present for you because I love you so much. Hey, um, we should say that, yeah, this this episode starts in the lounge room uh, with 
a bunch of balloons that Bluey is trying to parent. But um, it does make its way up to the bathroom. Mm. Um, which And there's two very relatable things about this. A lot of mates I've been talking to in lockdown have all been like, has anyone else noticed bath time just getting longer and longer? Yeah, and it's like any problem that you have with your child, it's like add water and it magically makes it a bit better. So, uh, Well, it's been a revelation to us because – We've never been a kind of bath every night kind of family. Well, like, and I know Bon you're is quite to... resistant to the bath. Yeah, yeah. Which came first, but um, but yeah, they could always just seem like a bit of a hassle, and um, you know, they were never that dirty. We hoped. Um, <laughs> now in lockdown, we're at the point like if we survive the whole day, like okay, we've just got to entertain them for another half hour, and then we can put them to bed run the bath and yeah the bath time is just getting longer and longer um bluey deciding the way forward for kind of keeping all her balloons in check is the bath i absolutely love i also i do not love because really (laughs) have you uh, to put balloons in the bath kate no no because um and i don't know if this is a you know like how some people like hate the taste of coriander and it's like a specific medical genetic thing oh yeah like for me wet latex oh my god oh. it's just i can't bear it i honestly on a it, it's horrible it's it's just like physically makes me recoil just like that sort of that wet squeak when you rub a balloon the wrong yeah oh, oh. no i don't no. love that and yeah i must admit i haven't tried to put um yeah, I'm very much just on the metaphor all, level. All I could think of, bath, but even now I'm just bath. like quivering slightly, even just thinking about it. But just like that, <laughs> that noise that must be going on in the bathtub with that sort of that squeaky. Yeah. You know, true. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, I'm trying um, not to think about it. Think of happy Okay, days. well, we'll get out of the bathroom soon, I promise. <laughs> I have seen photos on socials of people who followed the lead of this episode. Like, and this is a revelation. We filled the bath yeah. balloons. Um, so, yeah, block here is Kate. Um, but <laughs> No, my uh, children I must did... never see those photos. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to shout out while we're talking about this, though, as well. Um, I heard recently from... Um, an old mate and a, another former uh, roller derby girl, Debbie, who um, isn't skating anymore, much like me, because she's a mum now as well to five-year-old Pepper. But she checked in to say um, she and uh, Pepper have a daily ritual, which is waking up to Bluey in the morning and then listening to Gotta Be Done in the bath at night. So. <laughs> So hopefully Peppa's hearing this in the bath and we uh, can say g'day. She then Hi, also Peppa. listens. Nice um, our episodes, as probably many people have noticed, have been getting longer and longer uh, oh, yeah. as we progress through season two. There's just so um, much to have say. Have you noticed, Kate? I haven't noticed. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> what is time? Um, but, yeah, that Peppa also listens uh, once she's in bed. So shouting out now rather than at the end of the episode because hopefully you'll be asleep by the end of the episode, Peppa. But um, <laughs> thank you for listening. And we can get out of the bathroom now, Kate. Let's, let's get these balloons dry. <laughs> 
Well, I don't actually want to leave the bathroom too soon, Mary, because there is one significant thing that happens in the bathroom, which I really love. And that is when Bandit enters with Bingo and Chili and um, Bluey hide in the shower. And- <laughs> of course. And Chili is appraising Bandit's parenting style. And, look, there's a few moments where it could have all gone a little bit um, pear-shaped, like particularly when he pulls out his phone. Ooh, making it fun. Two points. Now clean. And I just... I think the thing that really I love so much about this is that Chili gives Bandit top marks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whack-a-doo. Top marks. Ooh. Now, do you want to have another go with Greeny? When you're in lockdown and you're with your partner pretty much 24-7, it can be slightly tempting to um, make snide remarks about their parenting style, especially <laughs> if it doesn't align with yours in the moment. Or, uh, seems like an understatement. Yes, anyway. <laughs> um, but I I think the thing that I, I love is because Bandit and Chili just totally support each other with their parenting styles and we saw this in dance mode, I guess, when – Bandit gives um, the girls like 20 bucks to not do a lot. And Chili, you can just tell, does not agree with this approach. And even like after the fact. She says, yeah, this is not good parenting. It's not good parenting, but she says it after the fact. So she's not saying in the moment, Bandit, don't do that. You know, like, you know. So, uh, and this is another example, I guess, where even though there are a couple of marks deducted throughout, she really shows what it's like to be a supportive spouse and be generous when it comes to your partner's parenting style. So I just thought it was nice. And yeah. uh, look, I think absentmindedly taking your phone out uh, at a crucial <laughs> point and uh, things falling over from there is uh, not limited to the mums or dads of this world. <laughs> no, absolutely um, not. It definitely happens and... I think that yeah, it was just such a such a smart, just tiny little glimpse into every parent's life, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it made me glad that there's never been a uh, assessor sitting at my elbow or even in my shower. Um, oh my god! Cool. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, I had a, a slight experience of this recently when I took Joe, um, just when he was very first born, um, maternal health nurse checks are not being done in person at the moment because um, of all the COVID stuff. But um, when he was born, I was able to get one appointment to make sure he was putting on enough weight. And he was a week old and I remember turning up to the appointment and the nurse peppered me with so many questions she was just like oh now this doesn't look quite right was like where is umbilical cord have been cut off she's like now you need to put some cream on that and here's the release and oh are you doing tummy time I'm like he's a week old like you know you know like she was sort of like assessing all these different things and I, I you you want your kid to you know get top marks or whatever but um 
Yeah, I was just like, okay, so this is my third time around and I'm feeling really judged by this maternal health nurse. How many young mums or just first-time mums or who go into those appointments and are just sort of left questioning everything that they're doing, um, you know, because at least I was able to go, oh, they'll be right. <laughs> you know, yeah. be fine. We've done this before. The other two are fine and walking and talking and all the rest of it. It's not going to kill him for not doing, I don't know, 10 minutes of tummy time in his first week of life and getting oh, cuddled exactly. instead. But, yeah, it's, um, it's full on the pressure that's put on mums and it's right from birth even in crazy pandemic times. And, you know, uh, I guess um, we've recently watched The Letdown, um, Mm -hmm. which I hadn't seen before. Have you seen it, Mare? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that just brought a whole lot of stuff back for me about, um, like, uh, the judginess of (laughs) mums, particularly when, you know, you do become a mum and it's like this whole world opens up to you that you had no idea about of, you know, breast versus bottle and, you know, should you be having that coffee if you're breastfeeding and, um, you know, how much are your child sleeping and it's so it gets quite competitive. Or, well, um, oh, and yeah. it's so um, like uh, I'm so sorry, that sounds horrible to start with. <laughs> That <laughs> particular appointment, but oh no, it was, yeah. it, was, it was what it was. Like it wasn't a big deal that she was just doing a job. But I was just reflecting. Oh my god, it happens so early in everyone. Well, yeah, this, like just the term "mum school" put me on edge actually because I reckon, you know, every so often it comes up like, oh, like every parents should have to do parent school before they're allowed to have kids kind of thing. And Uh that just, for starters, you know, we can't even agree on how to teach kids how to read. Like, how are we going to decide what is on this, you know, (laughs) sacred curriculum of how to parent? Because, like, no two maternal health nurses agree. And yet, it does feel like so many of those early childhood appointments are they've got their giant risk register in front of them and if you're yeah. edging into the orange for any they've got to you know take you back to the blackboard and start banging on it kind of thing and yeah if screams to me you know we no one needs mum school no one needs parent school but gee if there were just a few more guides on the side who could show you how to do it in those sort of vulnerable early stages yeah. and uh, not sort of, you know, look at you like there's alarm bells ringing every five minutes. <laughs> Getting back to Greeny, um, it was very sweet how Bluey um, kind of realises after watching Bandit that she might need to take a slightly different approach with her problematic child. Did that bring up anything for you, Mare? Um, yeah, I think, you know, if I believe one thing about parenting, it's that just every kid is so impossibly different that mm. you can never just apply kind of the same approach to all of them. And like, I guess I get that from from my experience growing up, like one of seven and, mm. um, and yeah, just all of us were so different. So I think I kind of just made that mental note pretty early. Like, yeah, it, you can't 
treat kids the same and expect the same results kind of thing. Like there's no formula. The way Bluey then sort of drops everything to make sure make sure Greenie's able to fit in with the group. It is about yeah, making adjustments and and kind of, you know, you can get everyone happy if your outliers are happy kind of thing, which seems to yeah, seems to work for her and for balloons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm still not sure I would take a hairdryer to these uh, apparently happy balloons, however. <laughs> Excuse me, can I have a go at the hairdryer? Okay, just be careful. <laughs> oh, sorry, children. Oh, Greedy! Greedy, no! How devastating is it, just in general, if your kid loses a helium balloon? I mean, I have memories from being a kid myself and the day that the helium balloon drifted off and it it, it still haunts me a little bit, you know, like mm. when you see another kid and it happens to them and they're just like, no. Um, well, I, I don't know, like are helium balloons so omnipresent now that – they've kind of lost their wonder. Like I remember my first helium balloon that we brought home from Bendigo's show when I was maybe, you know, five. Um, And yeah, there was definitely like the the demise of that balloon definitely had trauma attached to it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, are kids a bit more immune now or it's still... Why, because helium balloons are so omnipresent or because plastic is bad and we're all (laughs) anti-plastic? <sighs> yeah, I have I have seen some commentary on this episode that uh, the the eventual escape of Greeny um, <laughs> was not the most green outcome we could have hoped for. No, poor Greeny. Oh. Um, but yeah, that that was the least of my worries with Greeny's escape because this is where this episode goes to, isn't it? That um, yeah, Bluey having empowered Greeny to um, to be for herself and, uh, yeah, and kind of feel more at home in the group, uh, yeah, then just uh, gets a bit too empowered and heads out the window. Um. <laughs> Can you get him back? No, honey. He's off. Will he be okay? Yeah, I think he'll do just fine. How do you know? Because he's got a good mum. Yeah, it, it kind of was a bit of a pretty extreme left turn, I thought, that then suddenly it was it was about um, parents and the inevitable departure of their children. Yeah, empty nesters, but also, um, you know, wondering if you've sent your kids out into the world with everything they need to survive. Yeah. Like, yeah. And isn't this just the power of Bluey in that a seven-minute cartoon can basically make adults weep over a balloon (laughs) within, like, you know, it just, if someone told you, okay, I'm going to put you on a story about a balloon in a bathtub and you will feel teary by the end of this, I'll be like, what? So teary. (laughs) So teary. So teary. Damn it. Um, Yeah. Oh, I'm such a cushion head. 
even the fact that Chili, like, Blue is like, have I found mum's school? And Chili goes, yeah. She doesn't sugarcoat it. <laughs> and it articulates is- how I feel all the time, though, which I really kind of appreciated that, you know, well, Chili's failing mum's school and Blue is failing mum's school. So uh, maybe it's not the worst. That's one had. of the lessons we need to learn from mum's school as well, that because, you know, it, it felt so harsh when Chili said it to Bluey. But, yeah, we yeah. do have to tell our kids when, when they don't get it right. Like that is part of mum's school. Yeah. Um, The moral of this story sort of, you know, we can always try again tomorrow. To me, that was very Anne of Green Gables, you know, that like tomorrow, tomorrow's a brand new day with no mistakes. Always fresh. Uh, Yeah, no, most things, to be honest, take me to Anne of Green Gables one way or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had, I can't remember who it was, but um, we had a listener in Canada get in touch recently and... um, in the emails back and forth, I, I uh, made some Anne of Green Gables reference and he said he had never watched it. It was not actually mandatory in Canada to watch Anne of Green Gables. And I was just like, well, everything I believed is a lie for my whole life. Everything, so, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I absolutely agree that because um, it's Marilla who says that in Anne of Green Gables, who's yeah, the mum's so. figure to, to um, Anne. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always loved that line and... It yeah, the way Chili delivers it is uh, pretty pretty much blow for blow. Do you reckon there's inspiration there? I definitely think so. I mean, it's such a beautiful concept, I guess. Um, and so often, especially at the moment, I'm just counting down the minutes to one day ending so that I can kind of <laughs> wipe the slate clean. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's timely for sure. Um, mm. And I definitely think there's a little bit of inspo in there. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think it's it became instantly memeable. I've seen it on lots of socials since that line, quoting um, that great philosopher, Chili Healer. And, yeah, <laughs> who, who doesn't need that line in their lives right now? But that's okay. We all fail mum's school sometimes. Oh, okay. We can just start again tomorrow. Thanks, Mum. Um, Mary, uh, no notes on the music for me. I did ask Joff when I texted him, but he was so busy filling me in on flat pack. I think he skipped over it. So. <laughs> well, it was worth it to be filled in on flat pack. It really was. Um, so, yeah, I think um, we'll leave music for this week. Do you have anything for mailbag? Uh, yes, a few things. Um and one that's actually a bit topical, I guess, to the theme of mum school as well. Derek in Canada um, is a big Bluey fan who has written about his deep dives um, into Sleepy Time and Army on Reddit. Um, oh, yes. And you can probably um, find those if you look around the socials. But he also emailed us and shared... Um, about Rug Island, a poem he thought that was really relevant. It's I don't know if you've come across it. It's On Children by Khalil Gibran, um, which, uh, again, it's I think it's one of those, you know, super memeable ones. It, um, yeah, I think um, my mum read it at our kids' baptisms. So. Oh, really? Okay, there you yeah. go. Super memeable and baptisable. Yeah, it's um, like if you teach a child um, patience, that sort of uh, I've only copied down the first two lines. So possibly it starts, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They 
come through you, but not from you, which I guess, yeah, it's a very kind of... Um, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I've gotten totally confused. This, is, um, this isn't this is the poem I was thinking of. <laughs> this is the song we sing in, in choir. Oh, um, really? Yeah, there's a there's a choral um, adaptation that we sing. Your yeah, children cool. are not your children. They are the sons and the daughters of life's long for itself. They come through you and they're not from you. And though they are with you, they belong not to you. Um, oh, that's I ha- beautiful. Yeah, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I have a very um, soul esque sort of. They have their own thoughts <laughs> sort of halfway through. <laughs> ah, I know I it's, it's it. very soulful. It's great. Um, oh, but yeah, well, that's um, um, very uh, very serendipitous that Derek wanted <laughs> to bring that one up, and yeah, he well thought on Derek, yes. Um, and yeah, very appropriate for Rug Island, which we discussed not that long ago. And yeah, bandits need to leave the island, I suppose. But yeah, probably also, you know, your children are not your children. They are, in fact, balloons. Uh, very relevant for this episode <laughs> as well. Um, uh, one other really quick piece of uh, mailbag was from Grace in Georgia um, in the US, who is only found us recently and was said very glad she'd found um, other mums as obsessed as she is but she checked back in when trains aired over there um, because she said something didn't feel right and it's because back when we uh, recapped trains we were had mixed feelings I think about the fact that Bluey says to Bandit um, take my ticket rub it all over your face it's a piece of Yes. In America, it is not a piece of poo. It is a slug. What? What? Like, so. Cheese and crackers. Oh. (laughs) Like, we we already knew that um, back when markets first aired in the States, they cut out Buttercup's pooping scene. Um, Yes. It did prompt us to question well, maybe horses don't poop in America, uh, but when I put it to Georgia, perhaps no one poops in America. She could, she was pretty confident that they do. Um, I don't know what to say. Like, what? Well, I know we talked about Flatpak recently and that was actually something that we didn't get to discussing. I was actually wondering if that will be heavily edited for the US market so that, I don't know, is evolution – a bit uh, controversial. Yeah, well, I, I would hope not. Over there. So, okay. um, yeah, and I, I don't think they did. I don't think, yeah, the, the actual plot changed at all. So, okay. um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess that was less explicit, like it was happening in the Through that, play. Like, you know, how how could you miss it? it? But, um, yeah. but, yeah, no, it does just seem to be um, – Fecal matter <laughs> that, uh, is the issue and that needs these changes made for the American market. I don't wow. think, you know. So I wonder where that leaves Dad Baby. Do you think Dad Baby will be well, edited? Yeah. Who knows? Dad Baby hasn't aired in the States yet. And okay. there's a bit of debate about whether that's because um, 
<clears throat> on the Disney Junior and Disney Now platform where it's airing in the States, it airs in chunks of three. Mm -hmm. um, that first season had 26 episodes, so it doesn't add up neatly to like a uh, multiplier oh. of three, I suppose. So whether yeah. that's been held back to, you know, add up to another three in the next drop. Um, but yeah, it does seem suspicious. It was the man giving birth episode that uh, mm. got conveniently left out. So who knows? Final <laughs> piece of uh, feces-based update. Um, do you remember how, I can't even remember, perhaps it was when we recapped um, Stumpfest and I was talking about kids clapping games. Yes. Um, do you remember how I said Tom's Diner and was there a kids clapping game for that? Yes. Um, I saw a, a kind of uh, TikTok mashup of Bandit um, standing out the front of a toilet, like of a toilet, you know, what <laughs> this sounds so incriminating. <laughs> standing outside in. Doesn't sound uh, at all. <laughs> uh, no. Um, in the episode Spy Games, when he's waiting for Bingo outside the toilet. Um, yeah, and she's. It was being... that scene, yep. but with. with audio over the top um, that was to the tune of Tom's Diner, I was sitting on the toilet and I had to do a duty. Um, <laughs> the duty hit the water and the water hit my booty. Okay. That is the tune of Tom's <laughs> Diner. Apparently, my uh, Google deep dive uh, took me to a random Vine, which I think is the precursor of TikTok that someone posted <laughs> from a toilet um, a few years ago, and it since went viral. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, my theory about a being a kid's clapping song is that that has now spilled over into such a cultural phenomenon that kids are also doing that at school. Um, so, yeah, completely random find. But uh, for anyone who was just, yeah, desperate to know where that piece of investigation went, uh, straight to the toilet. So, lock your ears if you're American, you probably don't want to hear about it. think we are just about through mum's school, Mary. Maybe uh, we are out the window. Um, better than we average are really in that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, so if you would like to uh, come out the window with us or just see what we're up to, uh, feel free to get in touch. You can find us on Instagram. We also share a lot of um, awesome bluey stuff like um, cakes and earrings and uh -huh. products how to make bingo toast um, and don't do it. <laughs> oh, why not? You missed that one. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It was just such a nightmare. Thank God Will's not requesting it daily anymore. Um, uh, so, yes, you can find us on Instagram. We are at BlueyPod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Bluey Podcast. On Facebook, you can look up Got to Be Done, the Bluey Podcast, at Bluey Pod is our handle. Or email us. It's BlueyPod at gmail.com. So much Bluey Pod, uh, so little Bluey Pod ahead because we only have one episode to go. Next week is sleepy time. Oh, that's, that's all we can possibly say about it. Um, can't wait, Kate. But, you know, mum school's pretty good too and can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something tells me it won't be over for too long, though, Mary. Surely yeah, there's yeah. going to be some good, like, you know, lockdown's continuing. We really do need some more 
bluey light in the tunnel. Yeah, look, surely right. Surely that's, yeah, <laughs> I, I see a lot of bluey in our future. Um, but, yes, yeah, sleepy time first and it's going to be amazing. Uh, in the meantime, you're amazing, Kate. Uh, you are amazing we'll too, Mary. To next week. It's got to be marks. done. Bye. Bye. Just think.